Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to our podcast today. As we wrap up our study on the book of Ephesians, it has been tremendous. It has been glorious. We have enjoyed digging into the riches of the things that God has for us. And now we're coming to the conclusion with the most important thing, part three. The Lord is so good to bring us into what we need to be equipped for his global outpouring. We are so on the verge of it. It is, it's so close I can taste it. You know, you start, when you're, when you're traveling to the ocean, before you ever get there, you start to smell the smell of the ocean. You start to sense that, that salt spray in the air. And we are getting so close to this great outpouring of the Holy Spirit that God has promised in the book of Joel. He repeated it, and the seed form of it was in the book of Acts. And we're about to see the harvest of it, the fullness of what's coming in as we equip. Now, so, so we're equipping now. And this last episode about the book of Ephesians is helping us to equip to contend. So Amen. let's jump <laughs> in. The last two episodes that we had with our pastors, uh, Justin and Miranda Goff, were just fantastic in digging into the depths of what God is trying to help us to understand. You know, it's in revelation that we get things Mm -hmm. and we understand the truth and the truth sets us free. The truth equips us. The truth sets us free from the delusions that the devil has, has put over us, trying to keep our minds from comprehending what God has for us. And that's, that's what this whole study in Ephesians has been about, to help us to get there, to where we're understanding what he has for us to do in this earth. We've all been sent to this earth with an assignment to engage with the Lord Jesus as he goes about overthrowing the powers that have overrun the earth yes. uh, ever since the Garden of Eden. <laughs> yes. So we're, we're just going to quickly review verses 10, 11, and 12 of chapter 6 of Ephesians that, that we covered in the last two podcasts. And, and this, this finally, my brethren, is, is like this is the most important thing. So pay attention to what we're talking about. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And two episodes ago, Pastor Justin unpacked that for us, that this is a power that is designed to be in us. And we have a place in us designed for this power inside of us to be operating in us. It's the mighty power of the Lord Jesus Christ, the mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. And we studied that a few few episodes back earlier in in Ephesians. And then putting on the whole armor, we're going to study the armor today so that you can stand against the wiles, the schemes, the trickery of the devil. And, mm-hmm. and he unpacked that for us so well. And, and we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. And he went through all of these, these different levels. And, and oh, boy, yeah, if you missed those so episodes, you need to go back and catch that. 
So we're moving on today to talk about the whole armor of God and what it is like. So remember, in verse 10, we're talking about that power being on the inside of us. And now we're going to talk about the power being on the outside of us. How does it read in in the Passion Translation, Philip? Verse 10, Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Yes. Hallelujah. Put on God's complete set of armor providing for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods Mm. and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Yeah. Verse 13. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides so you're protected as you confront the slanderer. Yeah. For you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Yes. Yes. We, having done all to stand. Uh, the, the King James says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand. And that word means to stand against, to oppose, to resist in the evil day. And having done all to stand. And that word stand means to be established, confirmed, to stand firm, fixed, to agree, to covenant, to keep your place, to sustain the authority, to set in balance. And, and so that is our goal, is to be able to stand as we are, uh, as Pastor said, you know, shoulder to shoulder and ribcage to ribcage as we're, <laughs> you know, we're fighting with the devil. And, and the point here is that we not only come as defenders, mm-hmm. we are opposers. Opposers, yes. Because Amen. he is trying to keep us from getting the harvest in, from mm-hmm. reaching into what he thinks is his domain, mm-hmm. which, yeah. but he's a squatter. Yeah. He really that's doesn't belong well there. He has absolutely no authority that we haven't given him. So that's uh, that's authority by deception. You know, we're the ones with the authority. Yeah. And so we stand with these pieces of armor. So what is that first piece according to the passion? What, what do you have there for verse 14, the first part? Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you... In- to stand in triumph. Ooh, that's good. The Amplified says, Stand therefore, hold your ground, Mm. having tightened the belt of truth around your loins. You know, truth is amazing. What I want to show you from, from the perspective that I believe the Lord has showed me is that every single piece of the armor is expressed in Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. So Jesus we know from John fourteen six that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He yeah. is the truth. And John 1, 14 says that Jesus was full of grace and truth. So truth is embodied in Jesus Christ. Our king is the king of truth. So when we put him on around our middle, when we tighten Jesus around us, 
You know, I, I think of weightlifters putting on, you know, those belts. And, and when you're carrying heavy loads, you put on yeah. one of those braces to keep you from hurting yourself as you're lifting. So mm-hmm. Jesus is the one that gives you strength. He gives you strength to stand in truth and to oppose those things that are lies, okay? Truth yeah. stand, stands against lies. We know that our adversary is a liar. He's the yeah. father of lies. Yeah. And so you have to have truth to triumph over lies. Truth will help you keep your pants up. Yes. You know, you're Amen. not going to lose your britches if you <laughs> have truth holding you together. It'll it'll help you stay out of temptation. It'll help you to recognize when and discern when you are being tempted so that you won't fall for it. Yeah, that's good. So yes. that's truth. Jesus is truth. So hang on to truth and let truth hang on to you. Let mm. truth strengthen you. Amen. I love it. So what's the next piece? Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. That's mm. good. Yeah. That's very good. In the Amplified, it says, having put on the breastplate of integrity and of moral rectitude and right, standing with God. And the, the uh, King James refers to it as the breastplate <laughs> of righteousness. Yeah. And we know from 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, it says, let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Yes. The breastplate of faith and love. Jeremiah 23, 6 says, and this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord, our righteousness. righteousness. He yes. is our righteousness. We stand in his righteousness. We, he clothes us with his robe of righteousness. We don't have any righteousness of our own that's yeah. of any use. All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, but his righteousness is perfect. He did everything right. So his rightness, his righteousness is given to us as a gift. When we let him come into our lives, we can stand in his righteousness. Mm -hmm. He is all that we need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is our righteousness. What's the next thing? Stand on your feet alert then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. The Amplified says in verse 15, and having shod your feet in preparation to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness, and the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace. Well, the gospel of peace, it's the good news. Yeah. But the peace comes from him. Jesus is our, our peace, peace yes. and, and he's the one who gave us the command to go and preach the gospel, to preach the good news. So he is our peace. Ephesians 2.14 says, for he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. We, we covered that a few sessions ago. Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which you also are called in one body and be thankful. Peace is our umpire. In umpire, Colossians yeah. in another place, mm-hmm. it, says, it says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. The peace of God, the peace comes from him. Isaiah 55, 12 says, for you shall go out with joy and be led forth with, with, with peace. peace. So, so being led forth with peace, it's like, your feet are going in the way of peace. Mm-hmm. You have put peace on your feet. You've put the preparation of the gospel of peace so that you can be led forth. 
and the mountains hill and hills shall break forth before you into singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. I'm telling you, all of creation is looking for us to rise up and be filled with the spirit and and let him be our armor. Yes, Hallelujah. amen. Hallelujah. So what's the next piece? In every battle, take faith as your wrap around shield. Oh, I love that. That's great. For it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Yes. Lift up. This is the amplified. Lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. You know, as I was pondering that today, I saw that our God is a consuming fire. Mm -hmm. And so if you are compassed about with the flaming fire of the all-consuming fire. Well, if you have a, a forest fire, you might set a back fire so that it quenches the other fire. Yeah. So if you have the there's fire... no energy to burn. Exactly. Yeah. There's, uh-huh. there's, nothing, there's nothing there that can have any success. Uh, if you're compassed about with the all-consuming fire, no fiery dart can do any harm. Yes, it's, that's right. There's nothing to it. And, and of course, there is the truth, too, that, that in, in the natural, in, especially in the days that uh, would be biblical times, a shield was made of leather and it was oiled. And you had to keep your shield oiled. If you didn't oil your shield, it would get dried out and it could be set on fire. But if you kept it oiled, it would resist the flames. So there's a there's a picture there of yeah. the importance uh-huh. of staying in the anointing. And remember yeah. that the word Christ means the anointed one. Mm-hmm. So when we have Christ, when we have the anointed one, the Messiah, abiding inside of us, and when we're abiding in him, that oil is a part of our shield. Yeah. He is that shield for us. For thou, for thou Lord, o Lord, art, art a shield for me. me. Yes, my Amen. glory and the lifter of my head. Here's a couple more scriptures about the shield. Of Second Samuel twenty two thirty six says, "Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation," and of course, salvation is the word in in Hebrew. The salvation is the word Yeshua, and that is the name of Jesus. We'll get into mm-hmm. that in a minute. Galatians five twenty two talks about the fruit of the spirit is love and joy and peace, and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. It's the faith that comes from him that's abiding in us to give us this protection. And Deuteronomy 33, 29 says, Happy are you, O Israel, who is like unto you, O people saved by the Lord, the shield, the shield of your help, and who is the sword of your excellency? And your enemies shall be found liars unto you, and you shall tread upon their high places. Hallelujah. Psalm 3, 3 says, but you, O Lord, art a shield for me. Here it is. You, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. Psalm 28, 7 says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I'm helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise him. Yes. Hallelujah. He is our shield. And what's the next one? Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance, like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. Yeah, that's it. He's the, he <laughs> is our helmet of salvation. And as, yes. I, as I said a moment ago, the Hebrew word for salvation is Yeshua. And his he, Jesus' Hebrew name is Yeshua. And when the angel of the Lord came to Joseph in a dream, when he was 
thinking about putting Mary away because she was expecting a baby and he knew it wasn't his. The angel said, she shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. In Hebrew, it would have been Yeshua. For he shall save his people from their sins. That's what he came to do. Yeah. It's like even the helmet, you know. You know, you have to keep that that helmet on all the time. Oh yeah. I I remember. I I think it was Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah. Yeah. We we were on those beaches in Normandy. Yes. All five beaches and and there's like uh, a museum to ten thousand crosses and stars of David. You know, and the cemetery that is there. And I remember in the movie because we were there before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. And a soldier, a bullet ricocheted off his head. And he pulls his helmet to look where the bullet hit, and then he got hit with another bullet. Yeah. I mean. Don't take your helmet off. Never take your helmet off. That was a a real lesson because I never forgot that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you always have to keep that helmet because the devil's always throwing things, and and he's aiming for your head because that's that's where your center of command is, is your head. Right. That runs everything else. So that's, you know, you have to keep covered. And that's why it's so important to let Jesus be our head. Yes. We have to have that mind of Christ. And it's all about renewing our minds, letting the thoughts of, letting kingdom thinking take over and retrain our minds so that we're not thinking like the world thinks. We're not thinking the same kind of reasoning. We're, we're seeing beyond the short term. We're seeing into eternity. See, if we, if we only look at things in the natural, if we only look at things if, with the length of our lives, you know, you, you're, you figure you're going to live, you know, 70, 80 years, according to the scripture, could be longer. Don't just look at that. Look into the next generations. Look at your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. What kind of thing are you building for them? How are you influencing their lives? How are you changing the earth? Uh, This is so critical right now, right here, right now, for us to learn to clothe ourselves and keep that helmet of salvation giving us the right things to think that we are comparing by the spirit and by the word. If we'll think according to the spirit and the word, like bookends, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got the spirit yeah. on one side and, and the, the word on the other, you're going to be able to discern and make right decisions. You're going to hear the right thing to do. So many times we don't know what to do. Like I think it was King Jehoshaphat said, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our, our eyes, eyes are, are on you. you. Yes. And when we train our minds with everything that comes at us, every all of these fiery darts, if we're, if we're training our minds to weigh this out, weigh it out by the Spirit, weigh it out by the Word, that's why it's so important to put the Word into us so that the Spirit of God can, can breathe on that inside of us and highlight it again so that we have an answer out of the Word of God. It's so powerful. So what's the next piece? And take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Yes. Yeah. 
So we know from John 1, 1, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we know that Jesus is that Word, and we know Hebrews 4.12 says the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's kind of what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. So, Because the mind and the heart work together. There's a checking station. It's interesting, Dr. Caroline Leaf talks about how thoughts go around in a part of your brain called the hippocampus. And as you're considering something, it goes around and around and around. <laughs> and as it comes to the front of your brain, where it's going around on this little track, the hippocampus, it's, it's like a racetrack, a horse, tra- a horse racetrack. <laughs> and and when, when it comes to a place in your frontal lobe, there's, there's a place of reasoning there that has a connection to your heart. Mm. And whatever is in your heart will help you to discern what is the right thing. That's why we hide God's word in our hearts, so that we will not wow. sin against him. So we will make a right decision, so that we will not be caught by those wiles, those tricks, those schemes of the devil to try and penetrate into us and get a place in us. You know, Jesus talked about how his time was coming, but he said that, that the devil had no place in him. Yes. There was no chink in his armor so that so that the devil could get any kind of a of a a lance into a weak spot in his armor. There was no place for it. And that's why we don't give place to the devil. Mm -hmm. That's what that means, that we give him no place to poke one of his tools, one of his one of his swords, one of his darts, one of his lances. There's no place in him. That's. That's how this armor works. It works to protect us so that as we go up against him, he will not be able to defeat us. He will not be able to harm us. We are moving into the offensive. This is not just defense. This is being on the offense. So Hmm. now we see what, let's go on to what is the purpose of, of suiting up in this armor. We, we know that it is so that we can stand against the wiles of the devil. We know that it's to, to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, what does the next verse say? Verse 18. Pray passionately in the Spirit as you consistently intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. And pray also that God's revelation would be released through me every time I preach the wonderful mystery of the hope-filled gospel. Yes, pray that I may preach the wonderful news of God's kingdom with bold freedom at every opportunity. Even though I am chained as a prisoner, I am an ambassador. Amen. So all of this suiting up in the armor, all of this engagement that we've been talking about, up to now, we've kind of been thinking of it very often. We've been thinking of it as being on the defense. But this is so that we can enter into a place of prayer, mm-hmm. a place of intercession, a place of contending. Remember what, what we talked about, we've talked about many times, that this global outpouring theme that the Lord has given us, the theme that that he's encouraged us to walk in is to contend for the outpouring, to equip for the outpouring, and to engage in the outpouring. Yes. And so we are equipping with all of this armor to be able to contend 
in prayer to break through these uh, strongholds of the devil where he is holding people captive. He's holding them captive in their minds. And as we contend in prayer, see, as Michael Van Vlyman said in one of our earlier podcasts, he was talking about how the mind is often subverted by the devil. And so anybody in their right mind is going to make the right choice. But we've lost our minds to the devil Hmm. by the teachings that have come through the world, by the teachings that have come even through our schools, all of the the stuff that's come across the internet, that's come across TV, that's come across in, in, in the media, that's come across in movies. All of these things are trying to program our minds and subvert them so that we won't be able to recognize truth. But we must contend in prayer with all supplication. Let me read it in in the Amplified. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people, and pray also for me. So we're going to not only pray, obviously, Uh, the Apostle Paul has gone on to his reward. But there are other apostolic people, prophetic people, these fivefold people whose job it is to help to, to equip the body, to raise us up, to mature us. We need to pray for them to be able to have this freedom of utterance to be given to them that they may open their mouths to proclaim boldly the mystery of the good news. So we have been given this purpose. We've been given this equipment, this presence of God in us, this mighty power, this explosive power that's inside of us. We've been given the armor of light. Uh, Philip, would you read Romans 13? Let's start with verse 11. To live like this is all the more urgent, for time is running out, and you know it is a strategic hour in human history. It is. Yes. It is time for us to wake up. For our full salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Night's darkness is dissolving away as a new day of destiny dawns, so that we must once and for all strip away what is done in the shadows of darkness, removing it like filthy clothes. And once and for all, we clothe ourselves with the radiance of light as our weapon. In the King James, it says, let us put on the armor of light. Yes. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And he said to his disciples, which means to us also, now you are the light of the world. Yes. So how can we be the light of the world? It's by putting on the armor of light. light. It's by putting on Christ. It's by putting on Jesus. It's by living like him, showing who he is, showing how he is, showing his, his fruit, the fruit of his spirit, his character, his holiness operating in us, not because we can do it ourselves, but because we yield to him. Yes. I just want to close with this thought. A number of years ago, we were, we were living in Niagara Falls, and it's a very windy, windy place. And one day I stepped out of the house, I was in the backyard, and I looked up and saw something that I knew in the spirit, it's kind of funny to say it this way, but I knew in the spirit, this is going to be a sermon illustration, but what is it? What am I looking at? What I saw was 
a, a plastic bag flying through the air. Way up in the air. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was probably 20, 30 feet up in the air. Maybe not that high. It was probably 15, 20 feet. As I saw this thing, I heard this question come up in my spirit. The question was, what is it about this plastic bag that allows it to fly? And my understanding was, as I answered it, it was the fact that it doesn't have any baggage in it. (laughs) So as we get free from our baggage, the Holy Spirit, the wind of God, can fill us. Remember how how Jesus spoke to Nicodemus in in John chapter 3, and he said, the wind blows wherever it wants to. And so it is with those who are filled with the Spirit. So that wind can fill an empty bag. So Mm -hmm. it's all about emptying ourselves and letting him fill us with himself. It's not that we lose our personality. He just loves to be dressed in our personality. Mm-hmm. He loves to show himself <laughs> in the way that in, in us, the way that we are as ordinary people, but we become extraordinary by letting him flow through us, by letting him be what's on the outside and what's on the inside. That's how we can fly in the spirit. That's yes. how we will be able to engage in this outpouring as it comes, as we first of all contend We're dressed for contending. We're dressed for prayer. We're dressed for intercession. We're dressed to contend with the devil, to stop his wiles working in in the lives and minds of people, to subvert their thinking so that they can't think clearly. We're contending for them to be set free in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're walking in the fullness of his spirit, in the fullness of him as his armor, which protects us from, from the this battle, that we can have success in this battle, and then we can be lifted into his spirit, by his spirit, to engage in this outpouring as he pours out of his spirit on all flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.